Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about Big Little Lies Season 2, Episode 6. It's called The Bad Mother. So full spoilers for the episode as always. And we will deduce throughout this episode who the bad mother is, who, who we're referring to <laughs> in this. I mean, obviously there's the, the court case, there's there's the hearing with, with uh, Celeste, but I think it's very clear by the end of this episode that we're really talking about Bonnie's mother. Uh, if we're talking yeah, it's about a actual, big Bonnie episode. Yeah, if it's actual bad mothers. Um, and I don't think we talked about it last time, because I remember we talked about how every episode was starting with the push again, but it was like from another character's perspective. Um, mm-hmm. We finally got Jane last episode, which we assumed we had already, but this episode was Renata, which... So there's definitely, I mean, was the first one maybe just not like specific, it was just all of them? Because we only have five of them, and this is episode six, so there must have been one that wasn't specifically maybe, one of them. Maybe, or maybe they've repeated um, Celeste a couple of times, since she's the one who's the most affected by it. Yeah, maybe. My, my best guess, without going back and checking, because I could just do that, but there was the fun in that, uh, is that <laughs> the, the first episode was just more of a collective everyone, and then it was episode two onwards that started the specific mm, one probably. person, and then the dream, or the, you know, in this case it wasn't, Renata wasn't sleeping in this episode, she was just kind of staring at the ocean, but same idea. She's thinking yeah. about it. It's getting to her, it's getting to her. Uh, so where we begin, I, I guess the, the, the hearing is the main thing to talk about uh, this episode for sure. So much time is devoted to it. Um, yeah. you know, there's there's a little bit of prep where they go in and they're told what's going to happen in the next couple of days, and sure enough, we we get the extended interview with Celeste. She's very worried about it. Her lawyer tells her, like, I'll protect you as best I can, but their go- their goal is to make you look unstable. Their goal is to make you look like you you don't know what you're doing, and you're going to have to try and counter that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it was a smart choice on the filmmakers here to actually reveal things to us that we didn't know as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they sort of hinted at at least, you know, a little bit of it, but then you're like, okay, I guess because we've seen some of it, we didn't assume that there was more, but there's a lot more that was happening. Yeah, we saw with the one guy, and it felt like a big moment, and it felt like certainly the first, but we didn't really know if there was more than that. We never, it, it's one of those things where we didn't assume there was more, but at the same time, it's not surprising that there is. Like, it, does, it doesn't yeah. hit as like, oh, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. No, it, it does. Like, it, yeah. it, it works. Um, and, of course, I was actually sitting thinking, like, where did all these fall? How did, how did it know all this? And it, luckily, you know, Celeste made it very clear afterwards that she's like, oh, she was having me fall. She had PIs, like, tailing me. And I'm like, ah, okay, that makes sense. I didn't think that would be allowed, but I guess I don't know the rules. <laughs> Um, I get. I I guess it's a, yeah. I don't know the rules, <laughs> but my my guess would be it's allowed to a point. I mean, I, I I don't imagine like they can interact with her in any way, but I, I imagine just taking photos of people walking out of buildings is fine. Yeah. Okay. Because they're in public spaces. It's it was so it was so invasive. I loved watching Nicole Kidman's performance on there, because for the most part she was like. Anytime they were talking about Perry, like she had all the right answers. She was like, nope, I was there for my children. I defended them. But then once they started like getting this other stuff in there and they bring up the Ambien that she had taken, then like her, her voice goes up and she starts fiddling with her fingers and uh, she gets nervous. She's, she's such a great, great actress, great performance up there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of body language going on. And yeah. it's funny, because obviously, like, with the Perry stuff, she's obviously thought about this, she's rehearsed this, what she's been speaking mm-hmm. to her therapist about. Um, and obviously, the, 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 the gentleman callers, outside of the one that Mary Louise saw, 
uh, she wasn't expecting that so i i like you know i understand yeah. why she's so flustered and with that not just that but like all of her friends are and family oh, are yeah. in the there she has to admit all these things in front of them things that she's been keeping private and secret for you know her whole relationship her so i mean the theme of this show is the theme of this show is like bringing the truth out of the lies right it's the idea that all these things are being lied about and even little things some big things i mean the show's called big little lies i don't even mean that but you you know like (laughs) so this is like the the sort of prime idea of the show is that these things are coming out and even our friends didn't even madeline didn't know about these extra sexcapades um Mm. But like the the one thing though, because obviously she's not prepared for that. She's prepared for the Perry questions. I I did think, and this is maybe a testament to how rough she's having it up there at this point. But when they finally bring up the ambient, I feel like that's something she should have had prepped because she knows that that's going to come up. You know, the incident in the car. She knows Mary Lee knows about it. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense that's going to come up. But by that point, she is so flustered with the with everything else that's been brought up to that, until that point that she mm-hmm. she comes across even worse than she, you know she would otherwise do. Uh, right, and during her point of being so flustered that's when the attorney goes did you ever push your husband off of the off the stairs and then they break out the computer simulation which i did not see coming um where like well physics say that if he slept he would land here and i'm like yeah but that depends how he slept right i mean you can slip in a lot of ways you you could let's say instead of slipping he actually like twisted his ankle and fell to the side down the stairs and hit off the railing first or let's say like you know let's say he just stepped over the edge and fell backwards or did he actually just slip and tumble backwards and then go down the stairs there's a lot of there's a lot of variations to falling down the stairs that i feel it would all result in different landings depending on how he goes i agree yeah it's just they're just trying to get coercer into saying something oh yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is a mistake in the show's part. I, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm calling out that the tactic here is that this is actually bullshit science that they are using to try and scare Celeste and the others into confessing things because they're assuming that they won't call it out, that they won't understand that this is actually bullshit. But I, I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling it. Also, I feel like, again, likewise, they say he must have been pushed because he landed like this, but I'm like, mm-hmm. surely he could also land 50 different ways if he was pushed or... 500 yeah. different ways. A lot of ways to land on a set of stairs. A lot of ways to land. I don't know. I'm calling BS too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let the cat out. You, uh, you, you continue with the more observations on this this question. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, after that, she goes into, um, like, I don't know, some kind of a break. And then her attorney's like, we need you to get back on the stand. And she says, I refuse. I don't want to go back on in the chair. And... That's when like Madeline comes in. And it's like no, Rocky, you got to get back out there. <laughs> you got to fight Apollo. <laughs> Rocky, this is your moment. <laughs> yeah, no, like I like that because it was because I think even for us, we were watching this going, no, she has to like kind of go out and redeem herself in the eye of the judge. Yeah. Because as they point out, this is not a, a jury. This is not that type of hearing. It's it's just the judge making the call. Um, and to, to the credit to the judge, actually, I feel like every time she was like, asking questions, like she was always doing it with a sort of sympathetic kind of approach where she's like trying to help Celeste. Like she's trying to ask her the right, right. things to get the right responses back. Um, right. And I think that the, um, the, the first attorney is, um, made a mistake when he was basically victim shaming her for not mm. going to the police. And, you know, the judge is a woman, like she's gonna, 
see through that, I think, where it's just like, yeah, a lot of people who are in abusive relationships don't do it because they don't know, you know, and I thought that part really looked bad on him. Actually, I have a question on the the, the patient-doctor privilege uh, thingamajig. At one point mm-hmm. in this quick uh, line of questioning, he asks her, did you ever tell anyone? And she says no. And obviously that calls back to season one because the therapist said that to her. But mm-hmm. she does say, I did tell my therapist though and I was building up to her or whatever. And I thought to myself, can she take the stand, the therapist, if the person wants her to? Like, 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 can, can she opt into like her being a character witness for her? Is, is that a thing? I don't know. Well, that's just a question. I, I, yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I was curious because I'm like, yeah, obviously it's there to protect things they're saying to them because it's all private and, and so on. But if the person wants their doctor to be like, no, hey, can you tell them that I said this because it's kind of relevant? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it's a can of worms because if they, if they give that go ahead and the therapist then has to answer everything. So maybe it's not worth it. But, maybe it's too dangerous. Yeah. But I, I was thinking about it when she said that. Yeah. So yeah, the next day she has to go on the stand again um for, for her own lawyer uh, although he does get to kind of come back up and ask more questions afterwards and she talks about um why she never left perry and you know because she wants to make a statement uh because she asked at one point can i just make a statement on my own i want to speak to the the court i want to address the court yeah, yeah. And she talks about, you know, how she was scared, what, what he would do to her, that she did love him, but it was... Because they keep bringing up, do you have an addiction to sex? Do you have an addiction to violent sex? Is that something that, that this is? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she, and I think it was smart of her to say, like, I, you know, I was in an abusive relationship. My, yeah, sometimes the, left, the violence led to sex, but it was, you know, it's everything's a little bit confusing because of it. Like, you still are sympathetic towards her. Yeah, I I almost wish she, uh, you know, because at one point um, at the very end, the the lawyer brings up, uh, you know, your son was bullying someone. Uh, and there was you know, there was an incident with biting and strangling and, and and whatnot. Like, and I I almost wish that she she would use she 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 went down that path, you know, Celeste and said yes, and that that was actually the incident when I realized that this was rubbing off on my son, where I decided that I was going to leave him because I realized it wasn't just me that was being affected. Like I I almost w- wanted her to really say that and like hammer that home. Um, partly because yeah. it, it kept cutting to Mary Louise's reaction, and I, I just which obviously when we get to the end of this episode and we, you know we, we get to the final moment it cuts on. Um, you know, part. it's a great moment because she, you know the the, the the judge is out and she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to give my my my, my verdict essentially um, at this time, and Celeste stands up and says, "Now, Your Honor, um, if I am being questioned because if I'm fit to to look after the kids, then it's only right that the person trying to take them should be questioned too." And it's almost like she gets a little bit of her mojo back here as a lawyer because it felt like she felt more mm-hmm. confident in this scene than she did throughout the rest of the questioning. She stood up and yeah. says, no, and I'm going to do it myself. And the judge quite rightly says, I don't know if that's a good idea, but she's like, no, I'm a lawyer. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm qualified to do it. That's, I'm going to do it. Um, and she sort of recedes. And so the judge is like, yeah, okay, so tomorrow we'll come back and Mary Louise will have to testify. And it just ends in Mary Louise's face and it's just this little kind of look of what... And I love this so much because I feel like... Not, not that this show, I think, is about, you know, teaching people that it should be an eye for an eye, but... I think there's a satisfaction to us as the audience that Mary Louise is going to have to stand, no, not stand, but uh, sit up there and answer questions about her son. About because it's like if she about her dead son, yeah. about both of her dead sons. 
Like she she lost the child too. That's that's true. I wasn't actually going that. I wasn't actually going at it from that angle, but you're right. She actually has two dead kids. So that may be worth mentioning. Um, but <laughs> just just from the perspective, an idea of like if the whole point of getting Celeste to, to seem unstable was just in her reactions and how she approaches things. If she can get her up there and get her to like say victim blame Jane, and she can get her to you know say other extreme things that she said and be the way she is finally her character will come back to bite her in the ass i mean that's kind of the hope here right yeah unless mary louise is still able to like poke and prod and goad her into becoming unstable as a lawyer and maybe like even admitting that she did kill her son <laughs> i mean that, that, i almost feel like this this moment that this moment will be a big deal for celeste in the sense of like her not losing her shit her keeping calm and being professional during this this questioning will kind of be her overcoming her abuse in the same way that she she was overcoming Perry's abuse. It'll kind of be her victory yeah. if she can do that. And then, It was such a good moment, too. Like, I, oh yeah. I felt such a, yeah, at the end of the episode. We only have one left, right? Yeah, just one left. The finale's next week. I know. Crazy. Whoa. Uh, and I, I almost, like, I, I, I'm half expecting, you know, a few good men this next episode. I'm, I, I'm mm-hmm. expecting You Can't Handle the Truth. I'm, I'm expecting Mary Louise to be you know sly and manipulative and get through it as best she can until something just snaps and she can't take what they're saying about her son or she can't take this or that mm-hmm. um and she has some frustrating scenes she's gonna get blamed for it yeah uh jane the, the whole point of her being up there is so that she can prove that she's an unfit mother mm. because she's you know made a monster she made a monster there you go uh because jane goes by to see her after the first day of questioning she's like and jane mm-hmm. goes over and says hey you know she's a good mother call this off this is ridiculous and of course yeah. mary Louise goes, oh you know i considered that of course i feel awful but it's the best for the boys um and then she turns it around and like you know like hey ziggy mentioned that you bought a gun were you planning to shoot my son and mm-hmm. Jane loses her shit, and Mary really just loses, you know shuts the door, and Jane just lets her have it from the other side of the door. You know she's swearing, yeah. she's shouting. I love this scene. This is probably my favorite scene. In I mean, I know the ending was like really a great way to a great high at the end, but um, I, I love that Mary Louise is trying to pull her same tricks on Jane and Ziggy, but Jane has no no attachment to Mary Louise, and she's like. And she doesn't take any shit from her. She's just like, yeah, I bought a gun because I was raped by your son because he's a monster. And Ziggy has to grow up in this horrible realization that his father is a rapist for the rest of his life. It's going to torment him. And it's your fault. And you're not accepting it. And yeah, it's just I, it's a great performance. Really, really good. No, it's a really good moment. Her letting it all out. I mean, it does beg the question, will she try and pull this with her as well? If, if she, let's say she wins. Yeah. Let's say Mary really that's, wins. That's what the threat was, yeah. right? Like. It was, oh, like, you know, I can do this to you, too, if you try anything with me. Yeah. Um, so her, her being like this, it, and Jane kind of unleashing, it's, it's another cathartic moment because of the build-up. Because, I mean, and it shows how her 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 behavior affects people. Because the, the main thing I was thinking during this scene is that just, you know, a couple of episodes ago, Mary Louise was allowed to kind of be let in Ziggy's life, and they had sort of a, you know, grandmother grandson kind of meeting and it seemed like they were being very civil with each other jane was kind of getting along with mary louise but it shows that mary louise once she tries conniving once she starts doing that and once she starts trying to get her own way 
it's clear that she breaks relationships down. Like she's she's tearing apart fa- like her own family with Celeste and the kids. And yeah. she's almost already doing it with Jane and Ziggy. It's, they're almost they're already at that point. It's taking no time at all for her it's manipulative ways. The only ways thing she knows us. how, right, is just to how to manipulate and get whatever she wants and put people in uncomfortable positions. Like Mary yeah. Louise doesn't know how to have empathy. I mean, do, do we get? A, is one of the questions that Celeste asked next episode? Is it why did your son commit suicide? You know, or you know, well, he didn't commit suicide, did he? It was an accident. I don't know actually. I but I'm looking forward to hearing the backstory. Yeah. All I know is that she had another son who yeah. is also. Yeah. I think he died when he was a kid, maybe a teenager. I don't know. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's going to come up in the questioning. Um, you know, because one kid, one. I mean, it depended on the the, the, the death itself and what. Because if it was just an, if it was someone else's fault because it was an accident or whatever, fine. But you know, the way if you look at it, one son was dead before he was an adult, and then the other son was a rapist. Like y- your track record with kids ain't so hot, Mary Louise. Um, may- maybe the two boys would be better in foster care than going with you. Mm-hmm. If you want to argue that, that, that Celeste is, is not not fit to be mothering anyone right now, fair enough. You know what? Argue that she should have like a have help. Like say that um like all of her friends have to take shifts like staying with her for a while or so I don't know. Yeah. So something like okay, you need someone else <laughs> there that's that's in a more stable position. Fine. Argue that all you want. Because we've talked about how Celeste is in kind of a rough place. You know, the car incident the the you know because uh, there was a moment with her that i liked in this episode as well where she starts drinking after she puts the boys to bed and she takes you know like a cup and then she swigs out the bottle a little bit and then she kind of stops herself and puts it back because she realizes yeah. she's going down the same rabbit hole again of like being hung over in the morning um yeah and she, she has a bit like she, she does put you see, there's a scene of her putting on her makeup she's putting on her war paint uh as it were and mm-hmm. I, I i refer to it that way because this you know is before she goes in and makes her like no i'm going to question her tomorrow like we're doing that this is almost hard like try to become her old self again and yeah be presentable um so i i, I very much took the makeup scene as no this is this is the scene in commando where, where arnold's like putting the, the the war paint on his on his face as he's as he's put as he's got his rocket launcher and the multiple guns you know that, that that's this scene this is nicole kimman's version of that yeah she, she's coming to save Alyssa milano closure, and know? nothing's going to stop her yeah. <laughs> She's going to rip, rip Mary Lizzie's arm off and beat her with it, right? <laughs> this is what's happening next episode. Yep. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I I know the season hasn't been as uh, as positive for a lot of fans of the first season. Um, yeah. But it's not been I, as tight and consistent. I do really like these storylines. I like these characters. Mm. They're so... I, I think the show is really well written. Um. I don't know how I feel about the opening of this episode. How, because um, the last cliffhanger we got, we had a lot of speculations about why the boyfriend was. Um, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what a freeze frame that was. The boyfriend was uh, at the police station, and they kind of addressed it. They addressed it right away, like we know this is the cliffhanger. Here's the answer. He's what, not a cop. Yeah. It's, which is fine. I think the problem with this though is that. The, the way the cliffhanger was played at the end of the last episode, it, it gave this kind of look that felt very sinister or very, like... Yeah, were... it felt like they really played it up like it was going to be this huge thing, and really it was just like... It, it was just being questioned by the cops. <laughs> if we didn't have that moment at the very end of the scene last episode, if it was just Bonnie sees him walking out of the station and walking away, I'd be fine with it. But it, there was, like, a definite moment where it was like, oh, why was he there, like, kind of thing. Um... And his stuff yeah. with Jane, like he he's just kind of uh like 
you know he, he thinks that she's mad because she talked he talked to the police and she doesn't see, actually seem to be it's, it's not that it's, it's just um just after last think, episode yeah. where, where they kind of broke down when they tried to be intimate um she, she's like no I need, I need time and he's trying to kind of still lure her he talks to her at work um I, it was a little bit forceful the way he showed up on the beach when she was with Ziggy surfing. Although notably, them surfing is something that he kind of introduced to them. So mm-hmm. uh, there's something to be said that his his impact has actually had a lasting effect with them. Uh, yeah, as a pair. So uh, that is kind of sweet. Uh, it did. I mean, I, I don't want to say it felt stalkerish because it wasn't stalkerish, but it was just you know, it's like she literally just said like from our perspective, it was like earlier that day. I need time, and then he's like there in the beach waiting for them back from the water um that's true that's true yeah um because i was almost expecting him to say something like no i didn't come here to see you like i come to the beach all the time like you're aware of this <laughs> like because he even says i thought you you'd be in school like, he wasn't expecting ziggy to be here um, right so that's yeah that's true i i think he's still like he's still like really sweet he seems like he's a really good guy still and yeah i like that jane has that you know because she's going through so much and he's willing to be patient for her. it's it's definitely it's nice to see really good men on this show too you know oh we'll get to good men later yeah uh, oh, we've got some good men stories to talk about in this episode <laughs> uh in fact let's get let's get into my maybe honestly my favorite moment of this episode isn't a serious one it's a funny one and it's a uh, good guy gordon maybe not so good after all <laughs> i know this this brought me and like so there's a, there's a scene earlier on where uh their nanny uh his name i can't remember uh is and we've seen her where? she has a french name yeah she has an accent and she, she's leaving and there's she's like oh i said goodbye to amabella told her you know i'd be coming back at some point you know to soften the blow and and I was like, no, no, you will come back. This is not goodbye. Uh, and, you know, we've written you your, your recommendation letter and we'll, you know, as, as soon as the, the bankruptcy goes through, we'll pay your severance. And then later in the episode, and it seems like it's a fine scene. It's a fine scene. It's, it's another, you know, at the time I, I was just taking it as another example of their struggles, right? That they can't even pay their nanny the severance that she's owed. Which, by the way, yeah. se- 72 grand uh, severance for a nanny? I mean, oh, work for... I know, a, I need a career change. <laughs> work for a rich family. <laughs> As a nanny, you could get, get how close day. I am to Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but later on, there's this, there's this sort of like, uh, it's not an auction, but it, it looks like an auction the way it's set up, where uh, it's people who they owe money to. Uh, this bankruptcy hearing, uh, we're, we're still back the bankruptcy agent who's there, kind of like you know officiating it, and it's, this guy's like, oh, you know, this car's valued at this, and they owe me this, blah blah. blah. And then, the the trains. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to give up his trains. The nanny at the back, uh, like stands up, and you know Renata and Garland is like, I don't know she was going to be here, and I and I thought this was actually like, why are they surprised? Like they said this was in the bankruptcy court's hands, so you know why wouldn't she come to this? Like yeah, try and get it from them. Like this this is the right course of action, and she stands up, so oh, I'm owed seventy two thousand uh, in severance, and and then she's like, and also another hundred and sixty thousand, and as soon as she said that, I'm like. Oh, I think I know where this is going, and she's like, oh, "I didn't I, until she said it was for stress management." Stress management, and I love and <laughs> this moment I think is hilarious because because the bankruptcy guy just looks over at Gordon, and Renata's not quite clocked it yet. She's not quite understanding what's happening. Yeah. And Gordon's head's Gordon's just, just down. Like, oh no! <laughs> and then we cut to them in the car, and Renata stuffs his mouth full of tissues because <laughs> she doesn't want to hear anything out of his puny little mouth ever again. <laughs> 
too. Uh, I'm so glad we still get Renata. I I was never breakdown scenes. I was never like, like I felt a little bit of sympathy for Gordon, like not a lot because he still did everything that he did with the with the money, but. Like he seemed to kind of realize what you know why it was such a big deal you know beyond just the financial reasons like to, to Renata at the party right. like last or two episodes ago and I was kind of feeling like he was maybe learning his lesson and maybe he technically still has but this moment was just like oh this has to change Gordon yeah. oh <laughs> because she said she was gonna stay with him and yeah. I don't know if she's still well now she might like fucking nanny <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stereotype as well it's like it's, it's just like the uh. <laughs> um, oh I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that she can't claim that though. I I I don't imagine him promising her money after sex is uh, something she can actually argue in bankruptcy court. <laughs> yeah, she may have to provide receipts. Yeah, uh, uh, severance, sure for 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 the official nannying, but maybe not so much the extramarital activities. Um, <laughs> Oh, this made me laugh so much because I, I knew Renata was going to tear great. him apart. I also love the, the Renata scene where uh, she has to go into the courtroom and again she gets stopped at the metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> the frustration she feels. Uh, that was the other good Renata moment. Uh, that was re- reminding me of Carrie Coon's character on uh, season three of Fargo. She had this thing where she would never trigger automatic doors. <laughs> <laughs> and she would always like be jumping up and down at the, at the floor in the sensors to try and make a trigger. But everyone else would just walk in and it'd be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that was that was their thing. Um, Ed, we have to talk about Ed. Uh, Booby Lady Ed. is is on the <laughs> is on the pearl. Um, very very for and there was no explanation to seeing her husband at the bar last episode because that that threw us. No, I still have questions. Yeah, that threw us a lot last episode. And I still don't understand, but. Uh, she's at a cafe with him and I love how Ed keeps looking out the window to see if he sees anyone that will recognise him he keeps watching he's like yeah. I can't be and I'm like you're in like a coffee shop That like this is not scandalous on its own like you can you can meet mm. someone in a coffee shop but heeks looks so suspicious he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> there's someone out there he may know who I am yeah well there was somebody out there there was Nathan uh, you're right yeah there was Nathan uh, more Nathan a bit but you know Booby Lady is just kind of like yeah, uh, you know, I want this. She's like, I, I keep a masturbation diary and a bucket list. And you made both. You've made both. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's saying all the right things to try to get him to, you know, go to bed with her. And he's... <laughs> all the right... He's, all the right... There is no wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have sex with you. That I is know. all that he needs to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a girl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and she's like yeah if we don't like it all she's talking about is having sex with him like i'm not here for anything else this is a good idea this is going to help you my therapist says it's not retribution he's like bullshit you want retribution (laughs) and she's she's like yeah i do but it's not just about that and if if it's good then then i want you yeah you know and if it's good i don't know if that's true i think she does just want retribution yeah it feels that way it feels it feels like she's yeah she's just saying all this to make him it feels malicious yeah more tempting um and it's left very open-ended to us we don't really get to see if he says yes or no um i don't think i don't think it does either the the way things go with madeline uh, who does snap at bonnie because after after the scene with uh jane's boyfriend they they meet again the, the five and they're kind of freaking out a little bit 
Um, but Madeline gets kind of snaps at Bonnie when Bonnie says, "Oh, of course, if there was, if there was like a you know a tornado coming, you'd be like, oh, everyone just be calm, it's fine." Um, and she 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 tells her to f off, and it, it gets very heated, uh, which she apologizes for later, and they kind of have a a moment uh, walking into the the hearing. Um, but she she comes into Ed and Ed like you know he admits the last episode like he felt honesty from her and it felt true it felt like he had hope for the future because it felt like the first time she'd been honest in a long time but he can tell that she's hiding something and she is she's hiding this this murder she, like, that's what she's hiding and we know it's nothing yeah. to do with him we we know it's a completely separate thing but he can tell she's withholding and it's every reason he he needs to feel doubt and yeah. she wants to tell him and Renata's like no you can't tell him we had a pact blah 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 um. And he makes it very clear that there's no, like, you know, sw- just, like, flip of a switch. You know, you can't wave, wave a wand and all of a sudden I can trust you again. It, you know, it, it, it takes time, it takes whatever. And he comes back with the kids later and he finds Madeline um, in, in the bedroom listening to their song from their wedding in her wedding dress, which, even before she said it, I went, that, didn't, that doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute yeah um <laughs> that the wedding dress doesn't fit yeah which i mean i guess it's normal i mean she probably got married like what 10 years ago 15 years ago <laughs> like it's oh uh, yeah probably about chloe's age plus one <laughs> yeah yeah maybe um so you know like but it's, it's a neat moment and he, he, he's responsive to it he's like yeah like I, I meant it when i said you couldn't wave a wand but that was pretty effing close um yeah which is you know it's a building block it's, it's kind of sweet it was so great i i really felt it it's like Oh, I think these two have good chemistry, and but it was a good moment. How ruined will it be if we find out it was it was all up in booby lady's boobs earlier <laughs> that day? That's why I think he didn't do it because I don't mm. think he would have, I don't know, would have done anything like that because of how he reacted to this scene. I think he would have been flooded with guilt. <laughs> you're, you're hoping it's good guy Ed and not Gordon guy Ed. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good job. I didn't go to your garden for your advice. He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, you just, you know, <laughs> go with booby lady." Does she have a nanny? Does she have a nanny? <laughs> yeah. Have sex with a nanny too. Do, do, do whatever you can. Um, it's great for the stress. It's great for the stress. <laughs> just don't go bankrupt. She'll find out. <laughs> um, so that that yeah, that was their stuff. Uh, Bonnie is really feeling it. There's a lot of dreaming from her in this episode. I, I actually sat up at one point because it looked like she was smothering her mother with a pillow. Um, yeah i think that's the first one we get where it's like oh she's just daydreaming yeah yeah so it kind of reads like oh, it's a surprise <laughs> is, she, is she doing this um and then she has a couple others of course she, she dreams that she stands up and admits to the the, the push uh in court and all the rest of it and of course the, the 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 cop is like watching her very intently she sees her reactions and she's very much she's watching the footage she's seeing inconsistencies in the cole kidman story it's a whole thing um but the big thing with her by far is um, she's you know writing down something early on, which says I push him, and you see that her writing that, and she's sort of you know hiding this sort of journal with her, and eventually she wants to talk to her mother while she's you know lying there uh, asleep, and you know the scenes building up to this with the with her, her father getting emotional about the, the the doctor's news, and Bonnie at one point even says to the doctor, "Can we just kill her? Can we take her off life support and can end it?" Yeah. You do it for a dog, which I thought was kind of like a dark line. Yeah, yeah. Comparing your mother to <laughs> like putting down a pet. That was a great freeze frame when T- Tara's camera that froze. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get a lot of those. Oh. So yeah, again, it's having one of those moments today. Every so often, for some reason, uh, Skype 
just decides to be a dick. Um, yeah. So, um, good thing I always look so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're never flattering pictures. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so Bonnie sits and confesses, but she doesn't just she 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 ends with the confession to the to the murder. Um, but she actually makes a lot of it about her and about her own abuse, and she's like. You know, I resent you for the mother you were. I resent you for being scared when I was doing homework. I resent you for all the slammed cabinet doors. I resent you for having sex at 13 to try and feel like I was loved. I resent you for um, a, bu- a bunch of stuff. Some, and it got really dark as it went on. You know, once it got to the sex at 13 thing and it started to add on to the other things. And she even yeah. says something, you know, I-, I blame you for feeling so insecure that I, I settled for a man that I don't even... And she kind of stops saying it. She doesn't finish her sentence. But I'm like... We all know where it's going. And I'm yeah. like, oh... I feel bad for Nate because I mean he's a bit of a he's a dumbass at times, but like he he seems to genuinely care for her. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, maybe maybe he'll be okay anyway since he is kind of clueless. <laughs> true, sure she can get away with it. Sure, assuming she doesn't go to prison because she turns herself in. Uh, I don't know if she will. I think this scene is her confession. Sure. And I think her turning Perry into her mother is closure. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. Unless somebody finds, you know, the journal and turns it into the cop. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. This might be enough. Yeah, and, and she spells it out as well. She she outright says, when I pushed him, I, I, I was pushing you. Like, like yeah. I, was, I was picturing you and I pushed you. Um, she, She's been angry at her mother her whole life. And, um, you know, so it's a big dramatic scene for her. I mean, Bonnie's stuff. I mean, I think it's suffered a little bit the last couple of episodes from being a lot of the same scene of her sitting in the the hospital room yeah this was a good moment though. yeah this was a great moment yeah um so no I, like this episode was better than the last one because the last one definitely felt like i think the last one felt like it was maybe the most wheel spinny of the season mm-hmm. um it's but i know it's weird to say that when there's only seven episodes but it did, it did kind of feel like the last one could have probably just been like cut down to like 10 minutes and put in another episode <laughs> yeah but this is the penultimate so you know we were going to get some like juice some highs and lows here yeah some juicy Juicy yeah. stuff. Uh, I was going to say the meat, but you're vegan. I'm, I'm being respectful. I'm not using that metaphor. Yeah. The beans. <laughs> the be- Getting the beans. Getting the beans. That's where you get your protein when you're vegan, apparently. Uh, beans and nuts. Um, I, do, I do enjoy beans and nuts in Italy, though. I, I have no 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 qualms <laughs> with beans and or nuts. Um, Neither do I. Excellent. Excellent news. I'm glad, we're, I'm glad we're on the same page on the beans and the nuts issue. You know how you know when someone's vegan? Yeah. It's because their friends always bring it up. Joe's funny. Joe's funny about that is that the opposite joke is something that non-vegans say all the time. I know. <laughs> That's why I said it. I don't always bring it up, though. I, br- I, I, I only, I, when was the last time I brought it up on a recording? You bring it up all the time. I don't know. I bring it up all the time. <laughs> I get it. It's a weird thing about me. <laughs> I, I, i'm going to be conscious about it now i'm going to be conscious about it um how many times you brought up my hairline uh, uh never we can play tit for tat here we can do it <laughs> yeah i never bring up your hairline <laughs> you've done it yeah maybe maybe it wasn't during the record maybe it was like before we started record but you've done it i remember never i, I would never do that i remember mm. that doesn't mm. sound like me at all I think you have me confused for someone else. Uh huh. Yeah. Who all, else are you recording with? Yeah. All, all right, Clara Kent. <laughs> I'm seeing through that disguise. 
For the audio people, she's wearing glasses today, which she doesn't usually do, which is why I'm yeah, cracking my that joke. Yeah, my eyes swollen. I don't know why. Um, yes, hopefully, hopefully the eye heals. Hopefully the eye uh, gets better. And uh, you won't have to watch shows with one eye in the future. Uh, obviously, we're done with the episode. Uh, that, that's us wrapping up. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, unless, I'm forget- so. unless I'm forgetting characters here that I'm, we've not talked about mm-hmm. yet, but I think, I think we- we did Jane, we did Renata. Those are usually the ones that get left behind. Yep, 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 yep. So. Um, the big stuff was the court stuff, though. That, that was obviously the, the the meat of the episode. So, um, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, courtroom scenes were the beans, yep. They were the beans, <laughs> yes. They were the beans. I mean, Gordon was the... What's a funny vegetable? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh boy ah oh, the freeze frames are great anyway that has been that has been episode six of the of the big little lies um you can of course support us on patreon.com can they tara yes you're not going to finish okay <laughs> patreon.com slash tv and you can donate as little as a dollar per month and that dollar gets you um bonus episodes of other shows we do including the ace which is our science fiction movie podcast, the Atomic Cinema Experiment that Peter and I do. And uh, you get those episodes a week early too. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. go check out Patreon. Uh, you can support us in other ways. You can go to uh, the, the audio podcast that you listen to this on, the, the, the app, and give us a five-star review and a rating. It helps people find us on there. Uh, you can like and subscribe on YouTube, of course, and comment down below and let us know what you thought of the episode. All of these things do help. And uh, you can get us on Twitter, at mailed underscore fuzz, for channel updates and various things. Um, but we do have a lot of Twitters. We, we, we have the, uh, the, street, the, the, the Ace Twitter, uh, at the Ace Podcast, if you want sci-fi movie stuff. Uh, and so on and so on. You can get me on Twitter at Wibble89 because I'm on Twitter because uh, I'm, I don't know, because sometimes I get weird and lonely and I just, I'll just, I'll talk to the world and every, every so often <laughs> all my best tweets come from the toilet seat. I'm just going to warn you now though. Like, that's just how it works. That's, yes. where, I, that's where I get my best ideas. <laughs> how much time you spend on the toilet? You need to eat more fiber. Well, it's funny you say that. Not as long as I used to. I've been noticing it's been a much quicker process recently because <laughs> uh, my diet has improved and it's been a bit more in and out. Why am I talking about this at the end of the Big Little Lies review? I don't know. Um, I keep being so surprised. Work. I, 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 keep, I keep expecting to get some time to read something and then I'm like, oh, I'm done. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> guess, I'll, guess I'll get moving then. Um but yeah, that is us. That has been the show. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>